Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back once again. It is the Horns Up Podcast Talk in Texas. I'm Joshua Fish along with Nicholas Snacks, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. So get your horns up because here we go. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, it, I'm, if, if we're down and they're kicking us, you might as well take a sledgehammer to the head at that point. It's we're recording on Thursday. We'll release Thursday afternoon. We needed to drink it off and then we drank it off so hard. You're hung over and then had to get past that. And now we're finally sobered enough to record our podcast. Um, you know what? I, I was having a conversation and Q, we have spoken about it in the past, and you came to Sark's defense and saying it's got to be on the players. And I caught myself saying, well, you could call a better game, but uh, you put up 56 points. How much of a better game can you call? When your defense can't stop a nosebleed, look, if your quarterback throws six touchdowns, like, you got to win the football game. You have to win the football game, you know. And then, and, it, and, and well, and he threw that many and then even Hudson, Hudson one. through one as well. It's like, come on, man. It's just, I, I will, full disclosure, I had, I recorded the game and I had to go back and watch it. Yeah, yes, I did that to myself because I was out west uh, in y'all state and um, was getting live updates. You know, I, I, it's crazy because where I'm at is here I am at an event, about 1,300 people. Sure, I came with some awesome people, some Dallas people and all of that. Dude, I bet you there was 30 people sitting there just coming. They go go get up to the bar or we're at the gala and tapping on the shoulder. Did you see that? Did you? And I'm sitting there going, we, what are we doing ourselves? We Everybody on the planet, I mean, you're talking, you know, Michigan fans, Cincinnati fans, all the above, mainly because I wore burn orange at least two of the, you know, five days I was out there. But every single one of them were in shock, kind of watching certain levels of how it developed. And then, you know, I, start checking the score and I was fired up because I was like, finally, we're, we're, we're playing in the second half. We're coming back, we're fighting back and the unfortunate finish. So uh, not a lot of words, uh, I think it speaks for itself, but uh, I, I, you know, we've seen, uh, at least here in Austin, you know, Kevin L. Type was at practice and kind of showing his love and support. CDC put out a very long newsletter and all this stuff. So the good thing is, I think if anything else, we've learned that rolling through coaches, especially after they haven't been there for, for a year, is not a good idea. So, and I and I wholeheartedly believe Sark Sark is is who we need to have there. So we can't be it's like going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, look, 
Rome wasn't built in the day. Clearly, we just don't have the personnel on defense. It's blatant. I, I don't want to throw PK under the bus either. I'd imagine his head being on the chopping block. Sorry for the gory imagery. Um, would be more <laughs> likely than Sark's. Getting rid of Sark after year one would honestly just be the most embarrassing thing in the history of our program. So let's there's no way that can happen, though, right? We're taking that off the table for sure. Yeah. No, people are talking about it, but there's no way that can happen. I mean, no. Ultimately, our brand has taken this hit because we've changed so many coaches lately anyway. That yeah. would that would send it in a, in a spiral. And, and who would want to come coach here if, if that happened after you're not getting them time? And and even the PK, you know, I, I was thinking most of these guys have had success elsewhere. You know, they, they really they, they've had success in one way, form yeah. or fashion, especially when they've been there for a little bit. So give them all time. To be honest with you, you know, give them the time to continue to recruit different. Um, they came in knowing what they thought they know, but you don't know until, you know, you get on the field and, and, and you get into action and then you learn a lot more about your guys and all the above. And you learn a lot more about yourself because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not taking they all get paid to do this. So they're not all the way off of it. But, you know, but at the same time, the process is still in the first quarter, in my opinion, there's a lot more to, to do a lot more to learn uh recruiting you name it um they got this year underneath their belt and and really especially to some longhorn fans only uphill from here yeah i mean there's still some bright spots though it's crazy that i could even say that but it's coming out now that casey's hurt he's got a bad thumb so that some of his lackluster play can be attributed to that we have a top five wide receiver in college football and he's only a freshman and if there's any worry of him transferring, we could put that to rest because why would he leave and leave Sark's perfect system for him where he'll eventually go and be a top 15 pick as barring he stays healthy. So he's locked in and staying. Bijan's hurt. That's horrific, but it's not a gruesome injury. It's not a lower leg injury, which is honestly best case scenario. If he's going to get hurt, he'll rest the rest of the season. We'll get him back, back healthy. And it's just going to be about implementing with the guys and learning from this experience, you know, and Herman had a close call against Kansas. Chuck lost to Kansas. It's not like, okay, we've all those guys have beaten Kansas handily and in comes, you know, Sarkeesian and, and he blows Sark did his job. I do think though, maybe I could be, maybe I could be wrong, but in some capacity, he's going to need to take that step up from, unbelievable offensive coordinator to like leader of men head coach and have it trickle down to the defensive side because that's he's clearly a, a brilliant offensive mind we put up points in both every modes every game like there's no doubt my well, mind we're gonna, team in the big 12 yeah we're gonna go we're gonna put up 40 plus look we should beat west virginia their offense is not good our offense and we say this every week we say this every week but i, I think this is look you know, just get to 500. These are two games you should win. Get to 500, get to seven and six in a bowl game against a team you may be playing where, you know, they probably are less caliber than you and ride it into next year. It's okay. like, look, it sucks that we're talking about it like this, but truth be told, like there are teams that go seven and six and then bounce back and then they're 10 and three and they bounce back and then they're in the mix. Well, Baylor Baylor won what, two games last year? And now they're going to be in the Big 12 championship. I mean, he's an unbelievable head coach. And my yeah. only gripe, and I said I, I did say this to somebody, my only knock on the Sark hire I'll ever have, and we could kind of let it bleed into the all-encompassing college football talk. I'm a big fan of hiring a defensive-minded guy, 
always have been, always will be in the NFL and in college. That's my only wishy-washy feel with Sark because he's so offensive heavy. I mean, obviously, Baylor's guy did a number at LSU, Kirby Smart over at Georgia. Defense and smash mouth football, I think, at the end of the day, still reigns supreme in college football until proven otherwise. At the end of the day, Alabama's identity through and through, obviously, their offense has been electric as of late. But when they really got cooking, they were a defensive monster. Georgia, like, it doesn't really matter who's a quarterback. They had their quarterbacks out. They have Bennett now under the helm. He's nothing to write home about. Um, and like, I'm right now I'm in New York staying with a bunch of Georgia guys and they have question marks about him, but when push comes to shove, like if you can't put up more than 15 points against this defense, how are you going to win? I would say their only real test, obviously, other than Bama is going to be this Ohio state team, which is really getting cooking. I, no one's talking about Travion Henderson, the, the freshman running back. He's out of this world. And then, you know, you got Stroud who's in the Heisman. He's number two in the Heisman odds. You know, so this is a team that's definitely a threat to Georgia. I will say on the topic of Baylor, their running back is quite good. And he's getting Dude, both no- of them. You know the story of the other one? One of the running backs used to be a linebacker. Really? And, and, one, and by the way, you said Aranda, and Aranda is a really good coach. But Aranda has a – the difference is he has an insanely loaded uh, senior-led class. You know, he has super seniors, a couple of transfer seniors. And then, you know, Matt Rule developed seniors, which we know Matt Rule is a phenomenal coach. So, yes, they smartly are taking full advantage of last year, his guys didn't buy in. Worked on a full offseason of his culture and changed the offensive coordinators. And boom, look what happens. Just like that, he's, you know, he's whipping up on Texas and OU and Iowa State and everybody else. So, you know, still, that TCU loss doesn't make sense to me, but. Um, that, that's how fast it can happen, you know, if you have, but again, he has a very, very old team for yeah. college ball and, and they took full advantage of it. And then in post COVID year, um, we, we, we talk about the, the big, you know, picture of all college ball, Georgia's on, by the way, that also explains the Georgia stuff on the wall behind you. Cause I was very confused by that. I'm not in my usual but, spot. I'm like, uh, what is going? Have we jumped off? Are we we getting on the? <laughs> <wagon>? <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Boston fan from New York. It should be expected that I'm a bandwagon. <laughs> exactly, but um, no, nah, man. Outside of Georgia, Georgia clearly led by defense. Um, have Muschamp as an analyst over there, so and his sons on the staff, so that they have a good deal. Be nice if we could maybe get a certain coach around Texas as an analyst and to help PK and and, and guys. Um, I've seen a little murmurs about that. So hopefully uh, something like that can happen. He just left his team. I'm still mad at him about that, but um, he, he left his team in the Metroplex area. But man, uh, after that, you just don't know. I, I think Ohio State's trending. Michigan State's okay. M- Michigan may went out and tear them all up. And so Big Ten has some strong schools. Alabama's the only one I think that can maybe even get close, which I don't think they can either. They're, they're throwing, you know, Georgia. So the, the thing about it, the college, that what they need is for SMU to upset Cincinnati so that they yeah. don't just have to flat out screw them. Because I'm still, I still, I was with Oklahoma been in the Final Four before they lost, and I'm still Cincinnati. I would like them in the Final Four. I they, just don't they get their won. bases. I don't get their They're bases. Un- huh? I don't get what they're judging off of, the eye test. If you're, look, Michigan State's behind Michigan and Michigan State beat Michigan. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know what they're doing. Cincinnati, they didn't just squeeze by Notre Dame. They beat the crap out of Notre Dame at home. Thank God. 
And Notre Dame, isn't Notre Dame number eight or in the ten, top ten or something like that? They're number eight right now. I am so sick and tired of Notre Dame getting into college football playoff as well. Like, <laughs> exactly. can we can we not put them in? Can we? I mean, if Cincinnati loses, thank God we they don't have to be in. But like, let's get the best teams in there. Right. If we're talking about the eye test, the best teams are Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. You know, maybe even Oregon. And Oregon's got a big test this week against Utah. But like, yeah. still, Oregon lost to Stanford. Like what are okay? Yeah, they beat Ohio State in the shoot, yeah. but you know what? That's early on, and that is a different Ohio State team than we're seeing now. And you're going to see it when they beat Michigan State, and when they beat Michigan for the upteenth time in the game, and they win the Big Ten. And yes, so who's the fourth best team? Honestly, the fourth best team. I really, there's a chance that it might be Cincinnati. That's what I think too. To be honest with you, bro, because honestly, it really might that's be. the other piece of it is they've had maybe one close game, but they actually passed the eye test. When I saw them with, with the guys against, again, I, I mainly Notre Dame because that's the other, the rest of their conference, they're not really, they're so much bigger than them and, and just kind of, they have power five guys on their team that is hard to say, but I mean, they got some dogs over there, man. I think uh, it's smacked. I think the fourth best team is our little brother down south in San Antonio, UTSA. Kind of know. I like to get out of here. Where do your allegiances lie? Honestly, there's <laughs> like, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that if we put OU, I mean, there is not, I can't say no doubt. I think OU would beat Oregon. I do. Maybe. I think, yeah. I think, I think they have a shot. I would love to see Cincinnati in the mix. There's no way, at least that'd be fun. Cause there's no way Oregon's beating Alabama. It just won't happen. The game would be, you know, if I would barring like, again, like if Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC, they still might get in. Let me, let me see. If they lose that, they have to be out. I think that Ohio state can beat Bama. Yeah. And Oregon beat Ohio state. I know you said it was early, but still, I mean, any given time, a team can beat a team, especially if you're in a power five conference. And especially this year, again, outside of Georgia, anybody can lose. And exactly. the A&M beat Alabama, you know? I'm not, so, yeah. yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I'm Mississippi State, so it's, it's all crazy. I'm not disagreeing. The, my only caveat is, like, they really didn't use that running back Henderson early on in the season. And after that, they're like, okay, who cares if he's a freshman? And, and they took the training wheels off, and this guy's been running loose. He's an absolute – he's a, he's like our guy. He's like Bijan. He's an absolute game changer. And the guy I was shouting out at Baylor was Abram Smith – who has 7.3 yards per carry is like top five in rushing and is getting no Heisman love. I mean, they just, people just have it out for the big 12 this year, honestly, which is why yeah. OU doesn't have a prayer. Um, but yeah, here's Nick Quan. We'll give you one more. Nick posed this on our radio show. He heard a little birdie on Twitter say something oh, yeah. and we had a massive debate on it. And I would love to hear your thoughts. So we heard from our boy, Jake Crane, J Boy, used to be with our network, uh, now Colin Coward's network. Um, that there is an offer on the table of eight years, ninety-six million dollars for Lincoln Riley out of LSU. So I have heard that as well. Okay, and um, it still doesn't make sense to me. I get really? it for for the money. Get I mean, the it's, hell out it's, of it. It's twelve twelve million dollars a year. A year. And Saban's making nine point seven five million dollars a year. So you're you're making a little less than three million more than Saban. I so again, if money, it's a no brainer. Buy Norman, because I don't know that Oklahoma's going to do that. 
But there's no other reason to do that. Oklahoma's going to the SEC. You got, what, at least another year in the Big 12 that you've been, you can, unfortunately, with the rest of the Big 12, you can kind of roll out of bed and you have 5 billion Big 12 championships. You do recruit pretty well in Norman. You get a lot of Texas cats. That shouldn't stop. Although, actually, as I'm talking about it, I've said it a million times. I don't know what Oklahoma gets out of going to the SEC. I feel like Texas gets more mm-hmm. in recruiting, you know, against AM, LSU, and all of that. I don't know that Oklahoma gets that same advantage. They get the money for sure, and, and they get to keep the Texas rivalry. But man, that's actually not a thing about it. I don't know. 12 well, million. The thing that we were talking about yesterday. Louisiana? Well, that was that was born of the, the, the pieces, right? Like the Louisiana fan base is so nuts and the program history is, is so vast. It's, I mean, it's a really enticing offer out there, but the counter argument is that what he's already built in four years at OU, like why would he hit the reset button and start with a brand new class, right? And have to rebuild that program. I mean, and he hasn't won there looking, yet. If you're looking at the state of what's going on right now, at OU versus the state of, of, of Louisiana state, OU is in much better shape right now. Yeah. You have a quarterback who, if he transferred, would have to sit out a year. No, he would not. Oh no, no, he doesn't. Dang. So they change the rules. They, they you have the rules. one transfer. I mean, that's so true. is he gonna is he gonna follow his coach to LSU? <laughs> oh, yeah, but, that, hey, but that's he. Lincoln Riley is the offensive draw. Like you go to if you're an offensive player, you go to play under like I forgot Lincoln they changed Riley. the rule. You go, yeah, you go to play. That's why you're going. And I my thing is this: the proof in the pudding for me is Michigan State gave Mel Tucker ten years, ninety seven mil, because he was going to be the one that LSU was going to go after. I think. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind, oh, you wouldn't match that. You, well, you, you have it. You're so close every year. You're always in the mix. This guy's 38 years old. He recruits exceptionally well for being in the middle of who knows where, Oklahoma. No yeah. offense to any of our Oklahoma listeners. Um, <laughs> but it's close to Oklahoma City. It's not too far from there. But I've been, to, no, I, I've been to Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah, I already they were going after. Jimbo, Jimbo has denied all of it. Yeah, that's the thing. Has Lincoln denied anything yet? He'll listen. So. It's interesting. I could see James Franklin scooting out of Penn State before I saw Lincoln Riley even OU. Yeah, but is that even the guy they want? I, that's what, I, I'm kind of iffy on James Franklin too. But also, like, who's he really getting at Penn State? And the Big Ten is that's competitive up there. He goes down to LSU. I mean, look, he really brought... Oh, the SEC is pretty competitive, too. Yeah, but it's more of a draw to LSU than Penn State. Like, Penn State never gets the massive offensive recruits. They don't get. They don't really compete that big recruiting-wise as compared to, like, LSU oh, does. What school does Saquon Barkley go to? Yeah, but he wasn't a huge recruit. He wasn't, like... Was he? He wasn't a top, uh, he wasn't a top 100 guy. We'll have to fact check you there. I don't know. You, Nick, you, you, Nick, you, me and Quan are going to... Nick, you mind fact-checking me and having my back? <laughs> I've known you longer than Quan. The, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I thought he was top hundred. He uh, he's in the back end. Obviously, he's absolutely disgusting, and he's got thighs for days. Um, All right, so the, so here, here's the answer here, Josh. He was ranked 291st on ESPN. Wow, 291st. Wow, yeah. that's pretty wild. 
Josh Fisher, right side of the plate. Which is, which is, by the way, why you don't draft running backs high. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's a whole, I mean, that is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in the draft in my entire life. If you draft a running back in the top 15, you're crazy. Lose your job. Yeah. Lose you're your crazy. job. I, I don't even think you should draft a running back in the first round. I agree. I know. I'm, I, I agree. You can find him anywhere. You can get him undrafted. Look at Austin you, Eckler, James Robinson. And, and look at the ones who, now again, Saquon is great, but he's been hurt. Um, my man, uh, what's Elliot? I mean, again, you drafted him high. Yep. Been hurt. McCaffrey, Fournette. Todd, yeah. Todd Gurley yeah. doesn't even play for the Rams anymore. We can go for days of running backs that were drafted in the top 15 that never really lived up to it. And then you go late first, second, third, fourth, fifth rounds, and they're Hall of Famers. So it's yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, all these guys are. I mean, some of them are obviously very different, but how good is your offensive line? Like Ezekiel Elliott's amazing, but that team is built on a juggernaut offensive line. Yeah. You're, you're you, playing behind the Great Wall of China over there. I'm, I'm the proponent of you can find a running back from any school in any round, wherever, right? It, it depends on what you have already going in your offense, who your offensive line is, who your offensive coordinators, and I think the running back's confidence as well, right? That's got a big factor to play in it. If you're a guy like Kareem Hunt, who is playing at Toledo, right? Smaller school yeah. comes over and dominates the NFL. He's a confident guy. And of course he benefited from that Andy Reid offense, but goes to Cleveland, just keeps it going. Mm-hmm. And it's a what big read- Lamar, uh, from Saints. What school did he go to? Tennessee. Tennessee. Well, but he was, but he was a third round. Okay. Bama community college, then Tennessee. Gotcha. He was gross in college. And I remember watching Tennessee. I'm like, this number six is out of his mind. Good. Um, I mean, there's certain guys you just notice, but it's again, like going back to college football, it's a reason that Michigan's always in the mix. And we say Mm -hmm. it all the time on our other program. Like if you want to build a successful football team, you start on the line, both sides, you have to have a good defensive line and a good offensive line. And then you bring in the quarterback on, I mean, in college football, you recruit who you can recruit, but in the NFL, you could bring in, you know, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence in the top two picks, your offensive line is not good and your defense can't stop a nosebleed. Like these guys are never going to see the field and they're never going to be protected. Oh, well, I mean, the Jags are going to have to draft the guy out of Bama. It was a Neil. Yeah. Um, with their first pick. No I choice. mean, they, they've got to, they've got no, no choice. choice. I mean, they, they wasted their, their last pick after Trevor Lawrence was with Travis Etienne. And is he playing this year? No, he's not. Another running back in the first round. They should have protected him. Yeah, it's yeah. You know but what? Guys are known for making bad choices. Yeah, they, they couldn't screw Trevor Lawrence up. And let's be real. Um, what's my man? Um, Urban Meyer is not. You know, he's still learning on the job himself from a, from an NFL level. But no, man, I I don't know. Going back to college, I'm still sold on. I feel like Cincinnati's earned it. I get it. They're not a Power Five, but I feel like. They played their schedule. They 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 got a power five. You know, I I don't think they're a juggernaut or I guess we can give them the blue blood status, but they beat them at home. They beat the crap out of them at home. Yeah. If they do not lose, they should be that 14. We could say they're not the best and all of that or whatever. We don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. And I love seeing a darling as well inside uh-huh. the college football playoff, right? The entire world is going to root for them. I mean, it's a it's a team that doesn't make it. And in years past, we've seen like Washington get in and they got pummeled, right? And of course, yeah. we talk about Notre Dame get in there all the time and they get pummeled. Like hopefully they flip the script and like they could actually beat some teams in the playoff. I mean, Desmond Raider is a great quarterback. I think that yeah. he he can really get this done. So, and here's to say as well, I mean, Cincinnati is going to move to the Big 12 at some point. 
Yep. So, I mean, exactly they're going right. to be a power five team. Yeah. yeah. I'll say, I'll say two things on that as well. Like, first of all, Notre Dame gets put in all the time. So when they lose by the committee standard, shouldn't a team that beat them get some extra love because they're always yeah, in the that's, mix. That's exactly what I was thinking. They're always in the mix. Now, I mean, it is kind of setting up kind of nice for since all they have to do is not lose. And all that needs to happen, Quan, you're a firm believer. I'll ride with you on this one. If Bama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship, they'll get the boot. And then Cincinnati slides in at the four spot. Oregon moves up to two. Um, and then we see Cincinnati versus Georgia. And then we see Ohio see State, that, Oregon. I, see, that's my thing. I don't even want – I want Cincinnati to go to three. I don't want them to have to play Georgia. I don't want that either. I would love it if it was Oregon versus Cincinnati. Do you think Oregon's real? Where is Oregon's at? What four? Three. Three. Oh, but I don't think they're better than Ohio State. But by but Ohio, but Ohio State lost them, and so they're ahead of them. But then by the Michigan State Michigan standards, it's like this system. I mean, the guys on ESPN were announcing it, and when Michigan State was behind Michigan again, one and you could hear them off screen throw their clipboard. I just really think doing. I just really think, and I, I said this on our other program as well, that the college football committee needs to make this a public like display sure. they, they need to show us what they're talking about and exactly. why they have that what what the rationale is behind putting these teams where they are because yeah, we are all agree. just just in the dark right now we have no clue what's going on yeah it's a top they 15 either, idea right? you've ever had they don't yeah. either it's a top 15 idea you've ever had nick and you've had some good ideas for sure appreciate that appreciate gotcha. that i got oh, you just back. make it live and by the way it would be very well rated yeah, yeah oh mean, yeah the ratings would be great but it needs to be live like yeah. I, this is my question. This is all public stuff anyway. Why is it? Why is it sworn to secrecy? It's bizarre. Let them talk it out. Let them talk so it out weird. in the public. No, nobody can be in. Like this, hear what they have to say. Because yeah. Mike them this up. Is crazy. It's Conda. Is Condoleezza Rice still on the committee, or is that like a sham? No, I, I think no, she is. Was, it changes every year. They did. Okay. Oh, Chris Del Conte was on there, but then got off. Yeah, for eyes uh, <laughs> of Texas stuff or something like that. I don't know. Jesus, but he, yeah. he was on there. I got it announced, and then it he uh, they, they they changed their mind. I guess <laughs> I don't know about that. They some foresight or something. Well, when we get him on, we're gonna have to ask him about what that process looks like. Oh yeah. Oh Chris. Yeah. Oh, and getting on that call. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if you get nominated or how the, all of that works itself out. Picked out of a hat, you know. <laughs> just hey. You know, first, first, uh, ten people that like retweet, comment, get they on the just, committee. They, they just get they on just the committee. Point their finger in yeah. a random phone book. You spit <laughs> it like that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's go beat West Virginia right now. Um. On a positive note, basketball yeah. team looking good. Took a tough L yeah. against Gonzaga, but you know what? We knew it's the second game of the happen. season. Yeah, second game of the season. And you know, we talked about it on the preview that Gonzaga had more to lose in that game than we did. Right? Oh, because, sure. because they got a cupcake schedule over the rest of the season. We can go ahead and beat Kansas and beat Baylor and beat these good teams in our own conference and get the love and recognition. We can go to one if we, if we decide to keep beating these teams like this. Yeah. Right. We also we also don't have Dylan Deesu, the Vanny transfer, who's our big man. And we knew that yeah. we gonna, they were going to eat inside. It was just going to happen. I mean, Dylan, young. Dylan Deesu was, was the leading rebounder in the ICC last year. So, I mean, we needed that to, to take down Gonzaga. But We out-rebounded, yeah. but they got points at will. But yeah. Yeah, we yeah. really need that strong. Um, all right. Yeah, well, got 37? Yeah, he had 27 the first, I think. Which is wild. In college. Like, it was in my it's backyard. It's crazy. 
but took care of business against Northern, Northern Colorado, right? The rebound game. So, but uh, it'll be a good season. I'm excited to talk some basketball whenever uh, we get rolling with that. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, good stuff. Good college football talk. Let's go beat West Virginia. Um, fans, thanks for joining us. This is the Horns Up podcast, talking Cincinnati. So brought to you, you by brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Put your money down because why not? Go bet on us plus three against West Virginia. Because if we don't cover that, I am running, running far away, like far. Just call me far. No, we're the underdog. Oh Lord. Yeah. Good. Use that as fuel. Yeah, I will honestly. If I will swirly myself if we lose i'm at that point already. i'm at that point already um but yeah go to bet on betonline.ag put money on cincinnati to win the college football playoff because you know we're sending on a prayer with them they are they're officially uh, our back pocket school and put money on us to win thanks for joining us get your horns up i'm joshua fisher along with nicholas snackscrider and Quan cosby see okay. you next time how come
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.